KCSB FM Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi with KCSB News. This is a show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. On tonight's show, college tends to be a time where people party and experiment with drinking and drugs. How can we promote a safer environment for college students to do that? Life of the Party, a student-run organization at UCSB, believes that you can party without putting yourself in danger. Right now, you'll hear from Natalie Harriet, a peer educator for Life of the Party. She talks about what their organization does and about events that they hold to provide fun alternative social gatherings. Could you maybe tell me a little bit about yourself and Life of the Party? Yeah, so I am Natalie. I'm a third year language, culture, and society major with an applied psychology minor. And I have been a Life of the Party peer educator for the past two years. And for the listeners who do not know, Life of the Party is a student-run organization, which is part of the UCSB Alcohol and Drug Program. And essentially, our goal is to just spread party safety information around Isla Vista. We are a non-abstinence-based group, so whatever choices you make, whether you choose to drink or not to drink, is totally okay, and we support you in that. We just want to make sure you have the knowledge to make informed decisions when you do go out if you do decide to drink. And we also offer, throughout a normal school year, a bunch of alternative events, such as like dodgeball, or we'll serve water at concerts, or collaborate with other organizations, like the Rexen for Yoga Nights to provide other options if you don't want to go out. That sounds like a great program. I read an article about how overdose deaths have been increasing in the county during the pandemic. Um, How does Life of the Party get involved with making sure overdoses don't happen in our community? So Life of the Party um, is also works in collaboration with the Gouchers for Recovery, which is also part of the UCSB Alcohol and Drug Program. And their primary focus is to work on prevention efforts. So UCSB offers um, this drug called naloxone. And basically what it is, is it temporarily reverses the effects of an opioid overdose. It's really cool because it's administered through a nasal spray. So super easy, it causes no side effects. So you would basically, you would administer it if you think the person is at risk of a drug overdose. But if they happen to be experiencing an alcohol poisoning or an alcohol overdose instead, nothing bad is going to happen. But if it is a drug overdose, they'll immediately start to feel some withdrawal effects, which will give you some extra time to seek help from paramedics uh, in order to help them recover. Because if you don't call paramedics within 20 to 60 minutes, they will go back into the overdose state. But having this drug can help you save a life. So Gouchers for Recovery offers it for free to students. All you have to do is go to the UCSB Gouchers for Recovery website, and there'll be some instructions on there. Even during COVID, we do deliver those in Isla Vista. So it's a really great thing to have on hand. We'll give it to you for free. It lasts, it's like lasts for a while. So um, you can keep it just in case you need it. Even if you don't think you need it, it's good to have just to be safe. And how has the organization been promoting safe drinking tips during the pandemic? During the pandemic, we've really been trying to emphasize staying with your own household if you do choose to drink and making sure to use masks when appropriate, especially if people aren't vaccinated. And probably the biggest thing with COVID to be careful of is not sharing drinks. That means being careful if you choose to use a wine bag or drink from a bottle, you don't wanna share the same drink as somebody else because that can really increase your likelihood of infection. And with everything being online right now, um, I feel like a lot of students are struggling with 
high levels of stress and feeling isolated. With this past school year being all online, how has the environment of online studying affected drinking and drug usage for college students? I think it kind of depends on where you're located. I think that if you're at home, the drinking and drug use might actually go down just because of lack of access to that and not being in that same UCSB environment. Uh, but at the same time, especially if you are an IV and maybe for some people at home as well, the temptation could be a little bit greater because you don't have those same in-person commitments that you have. And sometimes alcohol and drugs can be kind of a stress relief for some people. So they might turn to that instead of whatever they might have turned to in the past. So it's just really important to be aware of your drinking and drug use habits, kind of take some time every once in a while to step back and examine them, see if there's anything you want to do to change them. If you think you're at a healthy level, that's awesome. But if you do need extra assistance trying to manage your level or stop completely, whatever you decide, the alcohol and drug program can be a really great resource to help you with that. And students are still continuing to party even with the pandemic, but when things go back in person, I'm thinking that there's going to be a very dramatic increase in drinking and partying when everyone like reunites with each other. Um, does Life of the Party have any plans on how to approach it and how to educate students on safe partying methods for when everything gets back to normal? Yeah, we're probably just going to be doing kind of things we similarly always do in a normal in-person year, but probably a little escalated, um, especially for students who are coming in who are completely online their freshman year. They missed out on a lot of this kind of information that they probably usually would get either through campus resources, through trial and error, or even just through friends. Um, and I live in on campus and kind of learn what the party scene is like, how to find their limits, how to stay under control, how to take care of themselves and how to take care of other people who might be having a little too much to drink, stuff like that. So we really wanna make sure they have this information because like you said, the partying is probably gonna go up quite a bit because people are missing out being here. So getting those messages out there as much as we can. I know that right now we're planning on creating some new workshops to present with either collaborate with the RAs or other organizations just to make sure people have uh, the information to keep themselves safe and healthy. And what are some new things coming for Life of the Party this quarter? So this quarter, we've been mainly working on a just call presentation, which is going to help people learn how to recognize the symptoms of alcohol poisoning and drug overdose and what to do in those situations, because that can be really scary, um, especially if you haven't experienced it before or seen someone else go through it. You're like, what do I do? So we just want to help people learn what to do and how to protect themselves and other people's in those situations. Um, and how to get help from wherever they're comfortable from, whether that be law enforcement or a trusted other adult anything like that. We want to help people have the tools so they know how to respond just in case. What are some past events or um, activities that you guys have held to promote like safe drinking and safe partying? So some of my favorite things that we do during the normal school year is we have a dodgeball tournament every February. And this is in memory of a fellow gaucho named Alec Torshon, who unfortunately passed away um, a few years back. 
he passed away from mixing drugs and alcohol. So this tournament is in his memory used to raise awareness for the dangers of mixing substances and help educate people about that while also introducing like the fun sports aspect of it because Alec really loved dodgeball. So everybody dresses up, comes together. There's a prize for the winning team and there's like Woodstocks and crush cakes and all these fun things. So that's a really good community bonding event. Uh, Hollow Wheels is also super fun because we do pumpkin painting during that. So that's one of the many options along with watching the Halloween movies or roller skating at the Rec Sen. Um, and it's also fun just to be there at the university concerts. We always hand out water. So if people get hot and thirsty or some people do choose to come under the influence of substances, um, it's really important to hydrate. So we're there for that, here to talk to people, interact with them, answer questions they might have. And I think the other thing that we do every quarter usually is yoga nights with the Rexen. We'll be there to present, provide some information, um, help people get their Zen on. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, what has been the most rewarding experience for you being a part of Life of the Party? Oh, this is a really good question. I think probably the most rewarding is just being able to have conversations with students when we table. People will come up to us and because we're students as well, like we kind of understand what they might be experiencing or going through. So when they talk to us about what they have questions about or their own stories, it's really cool to kind of see that, you know, we are the same community. We're all going through different things. We can support each other through it. Uh, we can walk them through how to get help and places to go or, you know, showing them that whatever usage level you choose is totally up to you because telling people not to do something probably only makes them want to do it more. So I really love like the non-abstinence-based approach because we can work with students to just be their best selves, get to where you want to be and being able to share this with students and kind of talk about ways in which they can help get themselves to that point is really rewarding and impactful. Do you know about any anything um, concerning that college students might be facing right now during the pandemic that may be affecting their feelings about alcohol and drugs? I think that one thing I just really want to emphasize because there is been like increases in drug and alcohol use over the pandemic is to really make sure you know, especially if you choose to use any sort of drug, where you're getting it from and what it could potentially be intertwined or, or uh, laced with. Because I know in the past, last year, there was some um, tainted oxy oxycodone in Isla Vista, and I'm not sure about its prevalence now, but a lot of drugs like fentanyl um, is like mixed into a lot of things like molly or oxy or anything like that. So it's just really important to, if you do choose to use drugs, test them. We do have fentanyl testing ships available at the alcohol and drug program, also through Gouchas for recovery. So know what you're using. If you choose to drink, know how much you're drinking. And those are really key to keeping yourself safe and healthy and having a fun, but a regret-free night. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi with KCSB News. Today we're talking with Natalie Harriet from Life of the Party, a student-based organization at UCSB that teaches the community about ways to safely drink and experiment while still having fun. We continue on hearing from Natalie as she talks about the Responsible Action Protocol. Uh, one thing I really want to talk about is the Good Samaritan Law, which on campus is called the Responsible Action Protocol. So essentially what this means 
is that let's say you're in a situation where your friend has alcohol poisoning or you suspect they do and you think that they need some extra help, some medical assistance. So you choose to call the paramedics. But this might be a little concerning for you because maybe you yourself are under the influence of alcohol or drugs or something like that and you don't want to get your own self in trouble, but you do want to help your friend. So this law and protocol is there to protect you. And essentially what it means is that if you're acting in good faith, you won't get in trouble. This goes for misdemeanor level crimes. So if you have like an abundance of some substance at your house or you happen to be selling or anything like that, that might be a little bit of a different story. But if you're just drunk or high and you call the paramedics, their focus is on helping the affected individual. It's not getting everybody else in trouble. So keep that in mind. Um, with the responsible action protocol, there's a chance that there may be a little educational referral that may follow up from the school. Um, but you're not going to get in trouble because they really just want to get everybody to be safe and get them the support that they need and not, they're really not focused on like, okay, let me get every single person here who's intoxicated in trouble. They're like, we need to help the affected individual and prioritize that. I feel like that's really nice when, you know, when dangerous situations do come, people might feel hesitant in calling other people to help because they're afraid of getting in trouble. So that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, how do you guys plan to bring more events in person next year? Our best way to kind of like do events is we love to collaborate with other departments uh, because a lot of things can overlap. So we collaborate a lot with the rec center, which is super fun um, because exercise can be a great alternative to um, drinking alcohol, especially if you're using it for stress relief or anything like that. And uh, we work with some of the residence halls and RAs to bring events to students, which is super cool. And hopefully next year we'll be back with the university concerts as well, because those are always fun. So yeah, I think that's our main, our main goal. And if any organizations or departments want to work with us, we're always open to creating new events together or presenting a workshop, whatever they need. We are ready. How long have you guys been holding the dodgeball events? I believe we've been doing it for eight years, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, it's a super fun event. It's like the best event of the year by far because there's hundreds of people that show up and the parents of Alec Torshawn come to speak. And it's really powerful hearing them talk about their son's story and kind of how they've been able to use his story to help make a change and educate other people about what happens when you mix substances because, um, what essentially happens is synergy. So you might think that you're masking or that you're diminishing the effects of one drug by adding another, but you're actually masking those effects and intensifying the effect on your body. So even though you might not physiologically think you're getting more high or more drunk or whatever the substance might be, you actually are, your body just might not know that. Do you feel like holding events in the memory of students who have lost their lives to misusage of drugs and alcohol uh, reminds other students about the dangers of what happens. Yeah, I think it makes it a lot more personal knowing that this happened to a fellow gaucho. This isn't some arbitrary thing um, that never happens because you never think it's going to be you. You know, you always think it might be somebody else and hopefully it never ends up being us. But it's really important to kind of have those tools to keep ourselves safe so that we don't end up in those situations because sometimes um, even having one shot and mixing that with a certain type of prescription drug can cause some adverse effects because some things just aren't meant to be mixed together. And sometimes um, you may not know that until you try it and you have something bad happen. 
So it's just important to know what you're going to intake and how much you're going to take. And if you do want to use different types of substances, I really encourage you to use them one at a time. Don't use them together um, because it's just really, it's really unpredictable how that's going to affect the body and kind of learning about other students who've gone through that and have suffered those adverse effects that could potentially lead to death um, is really powerful and just kind of reminds me that, you know, this is something that does happen to people and I need to do what I can to keep myself safe. Um, with everything being online, um, Life of the Party hasn't really been able to have a presence in other events to promote that kind of um, assistance to safe drinking, safe drug usage tips. How do you guys still maintain a presence with the UCSB students online? So we're really working on promoting things on our social media. You can follow us on Instagram at UCSB LOTP and on Facebook at We Gaucho Back, or you could type in UCSB LOTP. We should also pop up through that. Um, but we try to post some relevant information like this past quarter, we posted a lot about our Just Call campaign with some helpful information and tips on there for how to keep yourself safe. And we've done a couple online events, but not as much as we'd like to. So we're mainly just kind of working on coming up with a game plan for next year so we can go in full force, get all that helpful information out there and just be there to support students. I've seen the TikToks that you guys have made <laughs> on your Instagram. Is that also another method of trying to get some messages out to the public? online. Definitely. Yeah. TikToks are super fun. Feel free to check out our TikTok, which I think is also at UCSB LOTP. Um, but yeah, that's a great way for us to kind of reach UCSB community members, but also the broader community, because obviously you can't control the TikTok algorithm. So it'll show up on a bunch of random people's pages, but it's just, it's a fun way to kind of learn some helpful information while just scrolling through social media like you usually do. And if other students want to get involved with Life of the Party, is there, do you have a special program for that? Or how can people get in contact with you guys? So there's a couple different ways um, that you could get in contact with us. During the normal school year, we do have volunteer opportunities. So you could get some service hours with us by volunteering at our concerts or tabling events or helping with like graphics or anything like that. Kind of whatever talent you have or something that you can contribute, we will work with you to help help find a spot for you. Um, and also we have a paid internship that goes on throughout the year as well. So I believe that applications will be coming out probably shortly in spring quarter. We're not sure how many people we're gonna be able to hire this year because of the whole pandemic, but we will be looking for at least a couple more interns to join our team. So be on the lookout for that. The application will be on Handshake. And you can always DM us on Instagram or Facebook as well if you have specific questions that you want to know about the internship. It's a lot of fun. Um, you get to collaborate with your other interns who are fellow students. You usually become super close with them. You also bond a lot with the pro staff at ADP and kind of learn about alcohol and drug counseling, kind of what that entails. And you get to help with the office stuff as well, which is super fun. Always a great environment, very positive and energetic. So it's a very rewarding experience. Would you be able to discuss some of the plans that you have for next year? We are trying to see what we can do to kind of make some of our information as relevant as possible for students. So we're really trying to figure out, okay, what substances are students choosing to use and which ones are they choosing to not use? And if there's ones that are more prevalent than others, like I know there's 
a pretty decent amount of like cocaine and Adderall use and stuff like that. So we want to really dive into that and teach students about that. Like, okay, here's what's going to happen if you choose to use this drug. Here's what's going to happen if you choose to mix this with alcohol. Um, because it's really important to have that information before you choose to use any drug. And if you choose not to use it, that is also a great way to prevent yourself from experiencing any adverse substances. But we know that some people will choose to use regardless of that. So we just want to be here to help you learn all about that before you decide to use it and be there for you to support you through that. Whether you need some help after the fact, we also have Gadgets for Recovery has a lot of amazing resources as well. They do um, student recovery meetings every week. They have a bunch of different types, which is really cool. So you can pick which one works best for you. And our counselors are always there for individual counseling as well. So really promoting that next year is a goal because it is free. It's included in your tuition and they're there to help you with anything. Whether you want to stop your use, reduce your use, have some questions about a substance, or if you're concerned about a family or friend, we're here as well. What are the most common drugs that are being used within the UCSB student community? I would say definitely alcohol and cannabis are the two main ones you'll see pretty often. Um, and it might honestly depend on friend groups with kind of the others. I know that personally, I've um, heard and seen a lot about cocaine and Adderall, like I mentioned. Uh, some other people choose to use ecstasy or Xanax, kind of depending on kind of depending on the person. Um, so there is an interesting variety out there and they all interact differently with alcohol and cannabis and stuff like that. So it's really important to be aware of that before you choose to use a substance. And do you guys provide more information about what happens when you mix alcohol and drugs or what happens when you take specific drugs? Yeah, so we are here to provide that information. We might have some on our socials. I know that this next week at the end of week five, we're going to be releasing an article in our newsletter about mixing substances that'll go into that in a little bit more detail. But you're always free to DM us as well. Like we if if we don't have the answer, like somewhere where you can visibly see it, we are always happy to find it for you as well and connect with the counselors and ask for their professional opinions too. If students do need counseling or additional help, where can they go to? So they can start by going to the ADP website, which will have kind of all of our resources consolidated into one place. We have a phone number that should be at the bottom of the website, which you can call to make an appointment if you would like to speak one-on-one -on -one with a counselor. And that can be super helpful because literally anything you need, they're there for you. They want to support you and be there for you um, and really listen to you and kind of see what your needs are. So that's a great step if you're looking for an individual meeting. I know we have on the ADP website as well, some self-surveys you can take, which will kind of tell you where you're at. Like there's some for alcohol and cannabis. Um, and I'm not sure of the others, but there's a couple others. And basically what you do is you like take the survey yourself and it'll tell you, hey, if you answered yes to this many questions, you might wanna seek out some counseling and kind of talk to somebody about your usage. And if you answer no to a certain number, they'll be like, you know what? It's a healthy usage. Like you're doing good. As long as you don't feel like it's affecting your life in any adverse way, like continue to stay safe and monitor what you're doing. Um, and you don't have to share those answers with anyone. That's just for your personal use to kind of evaluate where you're at. And we also have just a bunch of other resources online. So you can poke around the website, kind of see things you're curious about. If you want to get to Life of the Party specifically or Gouters for Recovery specifically, there'll be links on there as well. 
Why would students specifically go to Life of the Party compared to just straight to the alcohol and drug program? So Life of the Party is more student run. So if you're interested in kind of speaking with a peer instead of necessarily speaking with a trained counselor, we are always happy to talk with you. Um, we are not obviously licensed um, in any way, but we can give you our student perspectives and share what we know to talk about it. Because sometimes that can be a little less intimidating than having to approach a professional. Um, and especially if you're concerned about your use, like that's a hard thing to do to take that step. And we really applaud anybody who does choose to talk about it because that takes a lot of courage. And even if you're not ready to talk about it now, the resources will always be there for you. And so we just have a lot of the information, the student perspective that counselors don't necessarily have, but a lot of our counselors are UCSB alumni as well. So they might have a little more insight too. Well, thank you so much for that insight. I see on your website that you guys are talking about how students can practice healthier ways to handle stress within studying at home and being online for school. Could you maybe talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways you can do that. You know, alcohol and drugs are one way that people choose to cope, but this isn't necessarily the healthiest way, um, especially because when you are using it as a tool to cope, you may be incentivized to use more of it to help yourself feel better when in reality, it's not always gonna, gonna do the trick. And especially if you're using alcohol, that can be a depressant. And so you wanna use it to elevate your mood, but it's actually gonna take you down a little bit. So different things like exercise, even just going on a walk or a run or a swim, whatever floats your boat is a really great way to relieve stress. Also, if you like to meditate, that can be super helpful, whether it's guided meditations or even just taking a couple minutes to close your eyes and take a couple deep breaths and relax. That can physiologically um, calm you down as well. Just kind of depends, whatever your interest might be, we um, you can replace one habit with another habit. Like instead of reaching for a drink every time you feel stressed, maybe you can reach for a pen and start drawing for a bit if that's something that you're really into or listen to one of your favorite songs. Call up a friend instead that you really trust and kind of see what's going on, talk it out with them. So we really just encourage kind of replacing those habits that have potential to cause harm with a more positive one that you can sustain long-term. Do you think that students specifically college students need a reminder on how to safely use alcohol and drugs um, in a college environment where they're away from home? I think it depends on the student because everyone who comes to UCSB will have a different level of experience. You have some people who did have the chance to kind of experiment a little bit in high school. So they kind of know their limits already and how things might affect them. But then on the other side, you might have people who have like never tried any of that before. So there might be a little bit of temptation to try it or to go to go a little crazy, or some people might be super, super scared to try it as well. So it kind of, whatever you're, wherever you're at is totally okay. And so we're just here to kind of help people through that. But I do think that a reminder never hurts because sometimes you might be like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot to count how many drinks I'm having. Um, which is a really important thing when you're going out. So just kind of reminding yourself about what you can do to keep yourself safe will keep it fresh in your mind, especially knowing the signs of alcohol poisoning and drug overdose, because even though it doesn't happen to you, if you do choose to go out, the odds of you coming into contact with somebody else who might be experiencing that are fairly likely. So it's really important to be able to recognize those signs right away so that you can intervene and provide help when needed. 
I think it's really important that students are reminded about certain signs of when alcohol poisoning is occurring or of, about things about overdose because it's not something that's constantly being reminded and constantly being told about. So I think Life of the Party is doing a great job in creating more awareness for students. Thank you. I appreciate that. You just heard from Natalie Harriet, a peer educator for Life of the Party. You've also been listening to Inside Isla Vista. Thank you for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. If you want to receive our COVID newsletter every Saturday and be updated about upcoming events, special playlists, and more, go to kcsb.org and submit your email at the bottom of the page. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser. This is 91.9 FM KCSB.